We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Sorry for the delay there. I don't know what's going on with my mic, but it's all good. Uh, welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am the host, as always. We are uh, three weeks out from the 2023 NFL Draft, so we had to do a big today. Uh, and joining us today are our guys from Chargers Wire, Gavino Borquez and Alex Katzen. Alex, what's up, man? We'll start with you. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Um, excited to rep the uh, mustache only part of the Chargers uh, community. <laughs> Gavin and I. Um, this is this is your key for the night. Um, Chargers wire only mustache. Uh, guilty as charged. Full facial hair. Um, I've seen yeah, this. Good. Excited for this. Sorry to interrupt you there, but uh, I've seen there's like this movement out there on social media to get less beards, more mustaches. Apparently, there's there's too many beards in uh, in the world. I, I guess according to some people, I will not be partaking yeah. in that. Uh, the beard is is definitely not going anywhere. But uh, you know, ripping the mustache. I see you, Alex. So, uh, Gavino's here as well, man. Gavino, what's up? How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be on. It's been a while since I've been on one of these live streams or just making a video. You know, I was planning on making videos early on, but just life happened. But again, three weeks out, I'm excited to be on. I do plan on making an edge video, um, looking at each round and identifying, you know, an edge for each round and uh, hoping to get that out in the next week or so uh, before the draft. You know, everyone knows the edge position is my forte. Chargers are looking for an edge, hopefully. Um, so looking to get that out. But nonetheless, I'm excited to be on and uh, doing this dueling mock draft with y'all. 
Yeah, happy to have you and uh, definitely looking forward to that Edge video whenever it comes out. So Tyler's here as well, man. Tyler, what's up? How are you doing tonight? Doing very well. I've wrapped up my Ed TPA. I turned it at 1 a.m. in the morning, so that is all done. <laughs> uh, my goal for today is to get Nick Hampton before Gavino. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun to see who can win that battle, you know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I thought you guys were high on him. And Brett Coleman, you know, went out there and, and uh, was trying to snipe your guys as well. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of fun stuff planned tonight for you guys we're going to be doing our dueling mock draft episode we did this last year uh with the three of us and so this year we figured you know get gavino and alex on here as well have some great insight into this draft and so um how this is basically going to work we're going to have one simulation on pff um and then the four of us are going to each make a pick for the chargers at each round of the draft so uh there will be no repeats in this dueling mock draft so that means we're going to talk about 28 different players in this episode tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, usually like we were talking about before the show started, Alex was mentioning that, you know, every seventh round mock draft for the Chargers almost always has like Aiden O'Connell or some random, you know, quarterback or corner or something like that. We don't get to do that tonight, you know, so we got to we got to be able to uh, bring our A game for the day three sleepers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to see how it pans out. Um, this is one of my favorite shows that we do every single year and this year we're doing it bigger than ever with Gavino and Alex so uh excited to dive in uh gentlemen before we start here um we were kind of having a conversation about uh where the Chargers might be leaning you know at this point in the draft you know there's been a lot of Zay Flowers to the Patriots conversation uh you know he's obviously a, a lot of uh people's sweethearts on uh, social media and so is Nolan Smith also seems to be kind of training towards being off the board. So Gavino, we'll start with you, man. What maybe prospect or two are, are kind of standing out for, for you right now in terms of who you think the Chargers might be deciding between? <clears throat> Prospects of who I think they might be deciding between and who realistically might be there. Um, it's got to be Michael Mayer and um, Jordan Addison, who you mentioned too. Um, like with Michael Mayer, I get it. A lot of people are going to want Dalton Kincaid, but just from a well-rounded sound standpoint, again, Michael Mayer, uh, you'll be able to, to line him up as a blocker too. And as a pass catcher, um, he's pretty good in that department too. Kincaid, I feel like he's a better pass catcher, uh, but from a blocking standpoint, I think Mayer has him on that um, standpoint. And then from the receivers, um, Jordan Addison, we mentioned the connection, or they've been talking about the connection of uh, Chris Beattie, the wide receivers coach, um, going you know way back to the pittsburgh days he recruited him i think that could be a potential selection right there just given uh, his ability to work inside and outside and looking as a potential successor to uh, keenan allen so you know again with this chargers team uh first round most people will say like let's go best player available but again they're probably going to be looking at a standpoint of who could succeed who and you know with mayor him taking over that tight end one role and then with addison um you know, growing into a role wide receiver one down the road and then wide receiver two in the get-go. So they haven't had that. Uh, they haven't had that bona fide first-round wide receiver since Mike Williams. So, again, they could look to address that. But at the same time with tight end, um, you know, that we haven't had that since Hunter Henry. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Michael Mayer being the pick if he's available. Yeah, and like you mentioned uh, before we started recording, Michael Mayer currently plus 1,000 on FanDuel. So uh, 
probably go put some money down on that bet for the Chargers. Um, Alex, where where do you think the Chargers are potentially looking at in terms of who's on the board? Who are they kind of debating between at pick 21? Yeah, I think, like Avina said, Mayer and Addison definitely make a lot of sense. Um, Addison and Chris Beattie's relationship actually goes back all the way to Maryland, which is mm-hmm. like even before Chris Beattie got to Pittsburgh. Um, Maryland was Addison's first scholarship offer. It was Chris Beattie that gave him it. Chris Beattie went to Pittsburgh and then immediately gave Addison a scholarship offer. And so, like, you just like there's too many connections to draw there. Um, Mayer, again, I think makes a lot of sense for all the reasons that Gavino listed, um, you know, just kind of an all around guy, um, maybe not the highest ceiling in the class, but someone that's going to come in and be like a pretty solid day one contributor. Um, I do think with Kincaid, I think that he's definitely still in play. Um, I think that there's probably some concern in the Chargers building um, as far as the lack of testing data. Um, I think a lot of times the Chargers prefer to have those numbers on guys, um, even though they have, you know, their own proprietary numbers. Obviously, you have like GPS tracking data and stuff and you have spring workout numbers, um, but you don't have anything recent. And um, the Chargers historically have kind of keyed in on those sorts of things. And then another guy that uh, we were talking about before we got on here is Brian Branch um, from Alabama, um, who is a safety listed as a safety on most, you know, sites that you can find but is really just a db in general um Mm -hmm. and i think is pretty much a perfect fit for um what brandon staley wants to do on defense um you know he's super versatile super multiple you can play him in the slot you can play him at deep safety you can play him at box safety you can kind of just move him all over the field and so like adding him with derwin and being able to just kind of move everything around and confuse offenses that way i think is something that staley is definitely going to be interested in um i do uh still have a couple doubts that branch will get all the way to 21 but i think if he's there he's definitely going to be in pretty heavy consideration along with tight end wide receiver you know offense in general um but i think those are those are the three that kind of stick out to me as of right now yeah really quickly before tyler jumps in here regarding dalton kincaid that the injury conversation around dalton is has really been frustrating for me and obviously you know i went to utah i'm a big dalton kincaid fan but uh, Dan Jeremiah shared this week he's passed all of his physicals. There's basically no concern from teams in terms of the back injury, like Alex is pointing out. You know, it's more so the lack of testing data and and especially like the Chargers who really value that in the first round. That's that's the concern, not the injury. Um, I mean, he broke his he fractured his back uh in the last week of the regular season and then played through the injury six days later in the Pac-12 title game. So uh for anybody concerned about the injuries. Uh, NFL teams are telling you that they are not. So, you know, that should go out the window at this point. Um, Tyler, your thoughts here on, on this kind of conversation. What might the Chargers be looking at at 21? Yeah, they hit on everything. So there's not much to add there. I do think if I'm putting money on something, it's Michael Mayer, both in terms of the fact that he'll probably be there or he's close to being there. Um, the Notre Dame ties, the safety that he's just like, he's just a safe pick. He's a good pick. He does fix a part of their offense that struggled last year. You know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want Michael Mayer because he can't separate. And listen, there are definitely concerns. Don't get me wrong. But the Chargers need to improve in the red zone. And they need to improve as a blocking unit in the run game. And Michael Mayer helps you do that. So to me, it comes down to, it really comes down to best player available. And unless one of these edge rushers that like a Nolan Smith falls, I think it's one of the tight ends or Brian Branch. I feel like it's one of those three. I'm um, again, barring a fall from someone, if Quentin Johnson somehow falls, 
maybe that would be considered a, a BPA for them. I just don't believe that the Chargers are taking a wide receiver in round one this year. Like I, I it's a believe it till I see it sort of thing. I don't believe they're going to invest that much in a player with Josh Palmer ascending, in my opinion, still as the third wide receiver on the depth chart. I think they'll go. These are our three guys, and we'll find ways to round out our roster later on. I don't think the receiver is going to be an option at twenty-one. Honestly, as much as Chargers fans don't want to hear it, you tell you like you tell me with your gut and your brain and your heart that Tom Falsco is actually going to draft a wide receiver at 21 this year. I think they want to be right about the two receivers they have, you know, paying them $20 million. And I think they want to be right about Josh Palmer. So I think both of those three, all three of those guys are going to be your starters this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll see the chargers definitely address the speed and lack thereof uh, in the draft at some point, but probably just not uh, in the first round. So um, all right, Tyler, let's uh, let's get the mock draft simulator up here. Again, we're doing uh, one simulation for the four of us, and then we'll have uh, no repeats. We'll go full seven rounds here, and uh, we're going to have 28 different picks here. So we're going to go uh, in alphabetical order. So Alex will go first, then Gavino, then myself, then Tyler, and then we're going to snake it around. And so Tyler will have the first pick in the second round and, and, uh, and so on. So uh, going to be very interesting to see how this one pans out. Um, we are using for our audio audience. We're using Pro Football Focus's simulation, um, and uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. We're not going to be doing trades either. Should definitely point that out um, because Tom Telesco doesn't do trades either. So you know, it is what it is. <laughs> At least not down. At uh, least not know. down <laughs> for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's get started here. How's the view on your end? Is that all right? Uh, if you could zoom in a little bit, that would be great. Yeah, just a touch. Ooh, that's yeah, that's perfect. Okay, okay. You want so you want to go over the recent picks? Okay, Michael Mayer off oh, the board boy. in this instance, but uh, who else is who else is off the board here, Tyler? Okay, so I, I ticked up the randomness a bit of this one, and I think this is actually interesting. So Bijan Robinson is gone, so no one has to make that pick. Uh, Michael Mayer is gone. Dalton Kincaid is gone. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see Nolan Smith. Is he? So is Nolan Smith still on the board? So Banks, Branch. Oh, Nolan Smith is still on the board, as is Miles Murphy uh, from Clemson. So I guess we change things up with the tight ends and running backs, but the edge rushers fall. Um, so yeah, Brian Branch, Smith, Murphy, McDonald, all on the board, as well as Zay Flowers and Addison. All right. So that's who's uh, off the board, who's on the board. Um, Alex, you're up first here. So walk us through your process and then, uh, ultimately make your selection here. Um, and then we'll, we'll head over to Gavino after that. Yeah. Um, I, I think if this happens, uh, there is going to be a lot of high-fiving in the war room, I think in LA, um, because (laughs) all of a sudden you have your choice between two premium edges i would say um with smith and murphy both on the board um i don't personally think that either one of them will make it that far but if they do and you never know with the draft obviously like people love to speak in absolutes especially as we get closer and closer of like oh he's never going to be there he's never going to get to 21 um i'm guilty of that too i think i've been one of the uh more opinionated about nolan smith is not going to get to 21 so we should probably stop talking about him at some point but at the same time um 
if he's on the board, which is certainly possible, um, obviously if it wasn't, it wouldn't happen in any of these simulations. I think that you are sprinting that card up. Um, <clears throat> there is this, there is a wrench that's thrown into it in this scenario simply because Miles Murphy is also there. Um, mm. But I think for the sake of um, discussion, we can leave that one on the board and one of you guys can worry about that. <laughs> I'm going to sprint up the Nolan Smith card. Um, he is, again, like we talked about with Brian Branch, pretty much a perfect fit for what Staley wants to do. You yeah. have the Georgia ties, you have the run defense, you have the pass rush arsenal, you have pretty much everything that there's that the Chargers look for in a player. Um, he'd be an immediate impact guy as edge three um, and would probably, you know, is on an ascendant track, I think, has gotten better every single year that he's been at Georgia. Um, missed a lot of this season because he tore his pack, but, um, uh, you know, before he got injured, looked like he was getting even better than he was in his junior season. He was a guy that was getting buzzed last year, you know, before he decided to go back to school. Um, I think that he is a perfect fit for what the Chargers want to do. And if you are looking at the cap sheet and you're saying we have to move on from one of Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa next year, you want a guy in the building who can take over as edge two in 2024. And I think that Nolan Smith is very, very, very capable of doing that. So I think that's mm -hmm. where I'm going here. All right, so Nolan Smith comes off the board first with Alex. Um, sound logic, I think all of us can agree there. Um, Gavino, where's your head at here with Nolan Smith off the board, with the tight ends off the board? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know where you land on Miles Murphy. Will McDonald obviously is staring us right in the face there. But uh, what's your process here with uh, with the players now off the board that are off the board? So Jordan, Addison's still available, right? Yep, Addison and Zay Flowers still on the board. Yeah, that's that's my pick right there. We talked about the connection um, to Chris Beatty, wide receiver coach, but again, just his game overall. I think he's one of the better route runners. Um, he's technically refined. Uh, he's really good at just changing up his tempo and just finding that separation. Um, good technique as a catcher. Um, just be, being able to pull away from defenders too. To me, he's pretty well rounded. I kind of um, compare him to Jahan Dotson in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, drafted by the Commanders last year. Um, you know, he's a, Addison's a little bit taller and leaner, but just the way he's able to, to win, um, you know, he's going to face some lim limitations, um, in my opinion, but at the same time, just being able to change up his, his route tempo, uh, his technique as a pass catcher, um, he's just well-rounded all around. And then we just talked about the connection to being a local product, um, being able to line up outside in the slot. I feel like he can do it all. And you're looking at a potential successor right there to, to Keenan Allen um, to be able to line up in the slot like that. So I'm going mm -hmm. with, with Addison. If he's on the board, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, Tyler talked about taking a wide receiver. He doesn't think it's going to happen. But I feel like if someone like him is available, um, it would be hard not to take him. So going Jordan Addison with this pick. Yeah, lots of connections, obviously, with the Chargers and Jordan Addison. Um, I'm curious, Gavino, because there's – there's this like devaluing of him as a prospect on social media. And you know, you look at, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Zane Brugler, you know, I just saw Jordan Rogers, Hayden Winks, uh, Josh Norris, like all these guys still pretty high on Jordan Addison as a prospect, you know, DJ and, and Brugler have you know kind of maintained throughout the whole process, him as their wide receiver one. So where are you at in terms of your pure ranking of Jordan Addison in this class? Wide receiver, too. So he's behind Clinton Johnson, in my opinion. Okay, there we go. Yep. So I, I do think that this is a realistic possibility, you know, and I think it, it would be one that 
Chargers fans might not be super happy about, but I think it would would definitely you know be a good fit for this offense. Um, all right, so I was I was assuming you know we're talking about the with the edge guy here that uh, Miles Murphy would have been that pick. So this is a, an interesting choice for me because Deontay Banks is my corner too, and I think that him you know kind of you know being a potential Michael Davis replacement would be a pretty seamless transition. And I, I feel I do feel like cornerback is a pretty underrated need. Um, so my head is really debating between Banks and Miles Murphy. You know, uh, the, the Chargers need uh, a guy of the future at both of those spots. So it's just kind of weighing, you know, who is is really going to be um, a better fit for the for the defense. Excuse me. And I know people are probably going to be mad that we're <laughs> talking about two defensive players, but here. But ultimately, I, I am going to go with Miles Murphy again. Somebody that I think. Um, has kind of had a bit of a roller coaster uh, draft stock process. You know, he started out the process as like a top 10 pick. Now he's like a late first. And so um, I don't know if he's ultimately going to be here on the board, but he's he is here in this simulation. I, I'm a big fan of his. I think if you in particular watch his 2021 tape, then you can really get a, a stronger understanding of what uh, he is as a prospect. I really like the balance that this would give the Chargers in terms of their backup edges with him and Chris Rump being able, you know, Miles Murphy to be kind of a power rusher who can go inside from time to time and, and Chris Rump kind of more of your finesse speed rusher. So uh, with Miles Murphy on the board, uh, that is where I'm going. So Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson, is my choice. Gee, thanks, guys. Uh, taking <laughs> these really excellent players. Um, yeah, if Nolan Smith or Miles Murphy is there, man, you got to run it in. I'm really happy with either. It's more of a pick your flavor with those guys. Um, Jordan Addison for me is graded as my wide receiver, too. I think with the difference between social media, you know, draft Twitter, and some of the more established analysts is just, you know, does this player pass up? Is, is, is he better, even with grades? than someone with upside like a Quentin Johnston. For me, Quentin Johnston was not great any better than Jordan Addison, but you just got to work on that upside, that upside, that upside. Um, and it was it was close enough to say that Johnston was better, um, but Addison's a really, really good player, and my second greatest, highest graded receiver in the class. So I, I would get it. He's just not my second highest ranked player. Um, so I totally get why you guys would go with those. At this point, I'm going to go with the best remaining player on my board, and that is Brian Branch, the safety slash slot corner from Alabama. Daniel Jeremiah hasn't ranked it like 30th or 31st or whatever, but the description on him was like, this is a slot corner. You know, this is a DB who plays right away, an excellent nickel player. You're going to get so much out of him. He solves everything for the Chargers in the run game in terms of coming and, play and playing uh, the run, which they did not do last year. I personally... As a Chargers fan, I'm sick of watching 50-yard runs every single week. The difference between, not that that was on Bryce Callahan or Jaw Taylor, but just having someone out there like Brian Branch to take care of that uh, would be fantastic. I think Jaw Taylor is an ascending player. I just don't know if he's quite there yet as a starting slot corner. I believe in Branch right now a bit more than Jaw Taylor. And even if you do believe in Jaw Taylor at slot corner, Branch can play deep safety if you want. You can move him all over the field. You can blitz. Um, Branch has this keen ability to just just make guys miss when they're trying to block him. There are some guys who just are unable to shed and move. Like you look at the linebacker class, this linebacker class can't get out of the way of blockers. Brian Branch consistently, when guys are trying to climb to the second level and take him out of a play or block him, he's able to maneuver around them, be very nimble. 
Um, I just think he's a fantastic run defender as well as a blitzer, as well as a you know coverage corner. Um, there's so much you can do with him. Again, I would have gone edge rusher. I would have gone Bijan, maybe even a tight end. Um, but Brian Branch of the, I only have 10 guys at the first round grade. He's one of them. So I'm happy to get Brian Branch here. Yeah, absolutely. So Tyler, in your uh, simulation here, you can go ahead and choose Branch. Um, if you're just doing, joining us, um, you know, this is uh, no repeat dueling mock draft. So we do have a Google sheet up that we'll share here uh, in a minute with kind of all of our picks going on. So uh, just to kind of recap, if, if you were just joining us, uh, Alex started with Nolan Smith. Gavino chose Jordan Addison. I chose Miles Murphy. And Tyler just chose Brian Branch. So, again, no repeat picks here. This is just players who are, are on the board at that specific pick. And, uh, you know, we're going to snake it back here. So, Tyler gets kind of the short end of the stick in the first round. Now he gets to have his pick of the litter in the uh, second round. So, Tyler, why don't you uh, recap quickly who went off the board and then who is yeah, on the board? Yeah, massive depression. Well. Uh, Sam Laporta <laughs> went one pick before. Oh, no. <laughs> Two picks before was Jalen Hyatt to the Dolphins. I guess they're just going to throw it down the field. Um, Keanu Benton is moving up boards. He went 45. Um, Josh Downs, Jack Campbell went to the Seahawks, Jameer Gibbs to the Rams, BJ Ojolari to the Colts, um, and Odika Uzama, Richard, I would consider here uh, to the Steelers. Um, Addison went all the way to 30 to the Eagles. Is he being compared to Devonta Smith? Is that kind of the... Kind of, yeah. There, kind of there's a lot of that out there. I don't know how much I yeah. agree with it, but it definitely is the comparison that I've seen thrown around. Yeah, I definitely don't agree with it, but that definitely seems to be the comp. So him going with Devonta Smith is interesting. Um, Brazil, Miles Murphy go to oh, Brazil to the Bills. That's fun. Murphy to the Bengals. I'm going to hate that. Nolan Smith to the Saints is whatever, I guess. Um, so yeah, a lot of good players off the board as I try to pretend like I can find anybody here in the second round. Sorry, Tyler, real quick. Um, Josh Norris compared Addison to Darnell Mooney and I actually really like that comparison. I think that that fits really well. And I think that mm -hmm. obviously gives, kind of gives you an idea of uh, what the Chargers could be getting in, in Jordan Addison, if that is ultimately the pick. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, screw it. I might as well take the next most obvious thing that I can do, even though I do love other players. I'm going to go with Darnell Washington. I didn't realize <laughs> he's going to be here in the second round. Nice. Um, but at this point, yeah, sure. I'll take another absolute freak from Georgia. Um, there's obviously a, a minor connection there with Muschamp coming over. Um, he was a tight end at Auburn, I believe. And then he was two years of a graduate assistant at um, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Mm. Yeah, um, no, that's right. Okay, cool. I got something right. I did something. <laughs> um, go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Darnell Washington here. I feel, I feel like that's at least somewhat obvious. There's other receivers I can wait on. I'd love to take a receiver. But to me, Darnell Washington... Is probably also best player available overall outside of Adetamiwa Adeboare. Um, haven't watched a lot of DBs, so I'm going to go with um, Darnell Washington here. All right, so Tyler in this scenario has Brian Branch and Darnell Washington. Can you scroll down on the players available for me really quickly? Yeah, you guys just shout out anytime you want me to look at like a a specific. I wish this uh, simulator had a longer list to look at. Looking at yeah. four at a time sucks. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so Isaiah Foskey is somebody I'm interested if the Chargers pass on edge. Wow, they have Chandler Zavala way up now. Okay, mm -hmm. he was like ranked like 140th like two days ago. Okay, all right. 
So this is a this is an interesting situation for me. Um, you know, I, I think in this point, I, the Chargers definitely need in my in my scenario, Chargers definitely need a receiver, definitely need a tight end. Uh, all of the tight ends, except for you know guys who are, I think could be later options, are off the board at this point. Uh, I don't love the receiver board at this point, although I do think PFF is a little too low on uh, uh, guys like Marvin Mims and Jaden Reed. So um, if he's there at 54, even if you take an edge rusher, I'm extremely tempted to just go with Tommy Adabare and just like, you know, get some banshees up front on, on the defensive line. I know Chargers Twitter would hate that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm taking two defensive line with my first two picks. Um, but you want to talk about having guys of the future, right? Like getting these guys into this kind of room, I, I think is, is far too tempting for me again. You know, who knows if Adebore would would even be on the board at this point. Um, but getting Miles Murphy and, and Adebore in the same room with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Morgan Fox, all these guys, that, that's too much for me to pass up, man. I, I can't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking Tommy Adebore with my, my second pick here. I don't yeah, Chargers fans are gonna hate you. I love you. I think this is a lot of fun. <laughs> they'll hate me and then they'll have like a significantly better pass rush and then they'll be cool with it. Uh Steven, you're on the sheets are gone. You're navigating away on the sheets. Huh? Uh never mind. I, I can see the sheets have changed on your share screen at the bottom, but never mind. Okay, but it's not on the screen, right? No, I just wanted you to know in case you were, I don't know what you're looking up, but <laughs> just give you a heads up. I'm just copying and pasting his name because I, I don't know how to spell it off the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Know, it's kind of a kind of a long one to figure out. Um, okay, so Gavino is up here in this instance. Again, uh, Tyler taking Darnell Washington. I going, I'm going with uh, Tommy Adeboire. So Gavino is up in with uh, with this process. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with the edge position. I'm going to take Derek Hall out of Auburn. I love mm. this spot for him a lot. We talk about explosiveness, length that Brandon Staley likes. Um, Derek Hall came to the combine with uh, 34 and a half inch arms. He ran a 4.55. 10 yard split was 1.59. Uh, had a 10.7 broad jump, 33.5 vertical jump. And then on the field, you, you see him play high motor player. Powerful rusher, um, very thick frame. He's got the length, strength, the explosiveness, and violent hands to cause fits for offensive tackles. And also, while he's a proven pass rusher, he's really good at defending the run, right? So, again, this is a Chargers team that um, needs uh, run defenders at that position, too. So, while they need players that can get after the quarterback, they also need run defenders, too. And, you know, I'm pretty high on Derek Hall, and I feel like he fits that profile that, that Brandon Staley likes. You know, of course, he's not the most bendy edge defender. Um, mm -hmm. I get it. and But at the same time, if we're talking about still just being explosive and a long player, Derek Hall fits that mold right there. I really like this in round two. If he was available, it would be hard to pass up on him. So I'm going Derek Hall. All right. There we go. Uh, and definitely in a, an Auburn connection, SEC connection. We know Brandon Staley mm -hmm. likes picking from the SEC. So, um, I think he's pretty underrated on PFF sport here. You know, Tyler <laughs> had to scroll pretty far to find him. Um, so I, I do think that he's somebody who could be, you know, in this kind of realm as well. I definitely don't think he's going to be a round three player. You know, he's definitely not round one, but he's not going to get to the round, the third round. I feel like the round two is a sweet spot for a Hall. 
He's yeah. like his production too, and just you know the the testing. He tested really well, and then having that length too. He's mm-hmm. he's another one like Mayer, where he's a complete player at that position. And in my opinion, I feel like he's one of the better run defenders at the edge edge position. You know, being six three, two fifty five, and he has a pretty thick frame too. Um, I really liked Hall's tape. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Alex is going to kick uh, finish the second round off for us again. Darnell Washington. Tommy Adeboré and Derek Hall, the selections here. So, Alex, where's your head at uh, with, you know, being kind of the the short end of the stick in the second round here? My head is at, uh, I'm going to get yelled at for this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the, my thing here, right, is uh, Tyler, Steven, and I are all kind of in similar positions heading into the second round where all of us went defense in the first, and then you have – uh, every tight end and every wide receiver go off the board uh, before mm-hmm. pick 54, except for Darnell Washington, who Tyler took. Um, and so if you go back and you look at the corners that are available, mm. and this is why Ooh. I yelled at. <laughs> um, and uh, you look at this list that is left, and I think the name that sticks out to me the most here is Julius Brents from Kansas State, who I know Steven likes a lot, um, except for that Alabama tape. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Alabama tape was not fun. But, but... Uh, you know, there's a couple other guys that pique my interest a little bit here, but I think are ultimately it's just a little bit too early to take them. Um, like you look at a guy like Tucker Craft, the South Dakota State tight end, uh, someone who I really like. I think he's a little bit underrated just coming from South Dakota State um, and coming off an injury. But I think he's more of a early mid-round three player. Um, Dan Henley is another one that I really like, um, but mm-hmm. the second round is pretty rich for me, um, even as you know someone who is in love with him. Um, and I think you look at the way that corner is constructed on the roster right now, where they didn't extend Michael Davis. Um, we don't know if they're going to extend Michael Davis or not. Um, obviously, the J.C. Jackson situation is still kind of a mystery um, in terms of his recovery from injury, which obviously yeah. you know I I know we all hope is going well, but. Um, I think heading into the 2023 season, you don't want to have that much of a question mark. Um, you look at, you know, towards the end of the season, they're taking Asante Samuel off the field at boundary corner to, mm-hmm. you know, help out with run defense. Uh, Brents is, I think, like 6'2 or 6'3 and 200 yeah. pounds and it's like a truck. <laughs> um, and, you know, super physical and press kind of is your in house Michael Davis replacement um, past 2023. But as a rookie, can come in and mm-hmm. kind of, be that guy that rotates in with Asante on the outside. If you need, um, you know, extra run support from the boundary, uh, you can mm-hmm. kick Asante to the slot, especially because in this scenario, um, you know, Brian Branch is not the player that I picked. And so he's not on the chargers in this one. Um, and so you have kind of a question mark at slot corner. Obviously um, we've heard that they are really confident about John Taylor, but you can kick Asante in there um, in some situations if you want to get Brent's on the field. And then I think going forward, it gives you some flexibility um, if you can't strike a deal with Davis or if JC Jackson doesn't come back fully healthy um, ever again, because we don't know if he will or not, patellar tendon injuries are nasty. Um, I think that's what makes the most sense to me, just the way that the board falls here. I know that everyone is going to be mad that like uh, Steven and I have both gone defense the first two yeah. rounds, um, <laughs> but um, you know, hope, I'm hoping that the board falls in a way where my uh, late round knowledge on some of these wide receivers and tight ends can shine through in a little bit here. So I'm going with Brent's. Yeah, and I know people will would not be happy about the lack of offense in our scenarios here, but 
Um, you know, I, I do think that there's a lot of value to be had, you know, outside of the mm-hmm. top 50 with these uh, offensive skill players. So we'll see what happens. It's been very tight end heavy in this simulation. So, you know, all four of us might end up be choosing, you know, like uh, Cameron Latu and, and stuff like that for our tight end spot. But, you know, we'll see what happens here. So, uh, Tyler, if you want to just make Julius Brents the, the selection there and then we can uh, move on to the next round. Yeah, it's definitely not a great draft if you want offense right now i mean we literally had jalen hyatt and sam laporta go like the first three picks before i selected it to start the second round so hasn't really fallen in our favor the drafts and when we posted on social media people are gonna hate it but i think <laughs> it's tough to like who are you taking at this point which tight end are you taking after darnell washington i don't know yeah and you know i i do think that there is Obviously, you know, Kellen Moore coming over, I think there's going to be an improve uh, an improvement in the offense, even if they add nobody. Right. But mm. obviously we want them to add some some talent. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, you know how each of us kind of attack this. Obviously, Gavino has Jordan Addison, so he's he's sitting pretty right now. Um, <laughs> Tyler, why don't you recap who kind of went off the board recently here? Yeah, so Trenton Simpson went to the Jaguars. Zach Charbonnet went to the Cowboys. That's pretty fun. Derek Hall. Oh, no, we didn't drop Derek Hall. I uh, ended up going to the Bills. Foskey to the Bengals. Adebore, I went to the Eagles because, of course, he did. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, Keon White, didn't realize he was that far down, went to the Broncos. Tucker Craft to the Titans. That's going to be a good one. Devin Achain went to the Patriots. Um, yeah, if you're a big Rasheed Rice fan, he went to the Dolphins. I guess the Dolphins are only drafting receivers. <laughs> I mean, Tyreek Hill's retiring in a couple of years. They yeah, apparently you got to prepare. At least, at least you know. Yeah. Um, all right, Alex, where's your head at here? Again, you uh, go defense with Nolan Smith and Julius Brent. So uh, I assume you're looking at offense here. But uh, I, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope so, man. Yeah, let's um, let's scroll down a bit and see some of the some of the options here. So Zavala's still on the board. And you can have Tyler to look at the specific positions too. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 look at the board at wide receiver. Okay, well it's gonna be an easy one in about three, two. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um I will make amends for everyone yelling at me for picking a corner by just slamming the Marvin Mims button. <laughs> there you go. There you um, go. <laughs> you know, I think uh everyone. Uh, at this point is familiar with Mims. Um, he's mm-hmm. Oklahoma's top receiver this year, um, stayed at Oklahoma this year, even though the offense got a little bit worse. Um, still was super productive, um, has the speed downfield that you want from a receiver that you're putting on the Chargers, um, is you know pretty much everything that the Chargers are looking for in a receiver, except maybe you know not as developed as a returner. Um, I, I do know some people at Oklahoma that have you know, told me a couple things about, you know, like he might be a little bit more of a project, not on the field, but just like as an off the field personality, just like Hmm. not anything major, but just as like, uh, you know, it might be, it might be a year or two before he kind of like, before it kind of clicks in the NFL for him. Um, that said, I think that at this point you're in the third round, um, you know, you could afford to bring a guy along a little bit slower, um, because you have Keenan, you have Mike, you have Josh Palmer, um, playing in 2023. Um, beyond that, obviously, we don't know what the future holds um, in terms of cap situation and you know guys that are going to get cut or anything like that. Um, but I think at the very least, you can plug Mims in as wide receiver four this year and just have him run in a straight line and catch the ball down the field. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that is 
pretty much good enough. So uh, I'll go with that. Good call. Yeah, no, I, we're big fans of Marvin Mims on this show. Uh, obviously, we've we I think we've taken him in every mock draft we've done previously. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, very on brand here. Um, all right, Gavino. Uh, unlike the other three of us, has has taken his wide receiver. He has Jordan Addison in tow, and then going Derek Hall in the second round. So Gavino, where are you looking at here in this situation with wide, wide receiver <clears throat> yeah. edge taken care of? I saw my guy. So go ahead and go to tight tight end, please. Yeah, I, I figured this is where. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm taking Luke Schoonmaker. Um, follow me on Twitter. You know that this is probably my guy at the tight end position from a stylistic standpoint. Mm. I think he compares a lot to Dalton Schultz, in my opinion. Obviously, the Chargers don't have Dalton Schultz. I know he was a fan favorite in free agency, saying that you know, the Chargers could land him. But, you know, for me with Schoonmaker, I feel like he's very fluid in his movements. He has the ability to stretch the field, um, pretty good speed. He's very tenacious as a blocker we talked about in pass pro and then run blocking too. The Chargers need that. That's something they struggle with. So, again, another complete player, and I feel like he could be a reliable starter for a long time. You know, He could probably take over as a tight end two role from the get-go, but I see him being a pretty good starter in my opinion. And, again, I get it's uh, round three, but, again, look where Travis Kelsey, these other tight ends were drafted. You know, they weren't taken in the first round. So I feel pretty happy getting Schoonmaker here in the third round because, again, I'm very, very high on him. In my opinion, he is a top five tight end. He's my number five tight end. So um, I like him here in the third round, and um, I feel like the Chargers would be happy to have him too. Yeah, I'm a fan of his as well. He's somebody who's kind of climbed up uh, my my personal board recently. Um, I think he's tight end six for me. So kind of right in the same line as you, um, athletically, like he's, he's definitely more athletic than what we've seen, you know, Kellen Moore, uh, previously have at the tight end position in terms of, you know, sheer testing. Um, but stylistically, like you said, I think he's a perfect, perfect fit for what, uh, Kellen Moore wants, you know, from a blocking standpoint with him and Donald Parham in tow, I think you definitely feel better about the 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 blocking aspect of things and then you know he can add uh, had a good amount as a wide receiver or as a pass catcher i should say um as well so uh good selection there from gavino uh i know where i'm going one more thing like i you know i feel like from a production standpoint people are going to look at that you know he wasn't the most productive receiver but you got to think that he was a number two tight end to eric all i believe and then an injury happened to him and he just blossomed he became a really good player and finally people saw the the potential and again i get he's on the older side too but i feel like at that position too you know he's pretty mature and for him to be able to step into a role i think he can really um, develop into a good player at the nfl and be able to get a a handful of years out of him so that's why i think that schoonmaker would be a a good pick here yeah absolutely absolutely agree so tyler if you want to go to the wide receivers for me um i'm gonna go with cincinnati receiver tyler scott get the uh speed situation solved uh in my in my scenario here um i i do have marvin mims with a higher grade same with Jaden mm-hmm. reed um but i think tyler scott just is you know he fills that speed box you know pretty seamlessly i think his ability to you know get vertical and, and be able to make people miss in space is pretty underrated as well so um tyler scott for me i know he's he doesn't hit necessarily like the the size thresholds that the chargers typically have um, but in the third round, I think he's he's too uh, too much for me to pass up on. So I'm going Tyler Scott after I take uh, Miles Murphy and Tommy Anabori. So Tyler, you're up here with your uh, 
final pick in the third round. Yeah, so knowing that, so I would have gone receiver here. I would have gone Mims. Then I would have gone Tyler Scott in terms of wide receiver. So that makes things tough here for sure. No repeats here. I'm going to trust that I can find someone in round four to fill out the speed role if needed. Technically, I could also probably do that in round five. But as we hit round four, I'll be the first to go. So I'm going to bank on player or players being there, hopefully. And let's do the most on-brand thing I could possibly do. Yes, I do this every mock. I do not care. I'm going to take Ty J Spears. Um, if Marvin, Mim- <laughs> if Marvin Mims is your wide receiver statistical darling, Ty J Spears is your running back statistical darling, who is the Patrick Mahomes of college running backs when it comes to analytics graph. He's always on the top right, um, way ahead of everybody else. I think he's way, 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 way too good. Get him in the third round. Now you've got a point where you're sound, you know, as a tackling unit, I guess, with the safety, Brian Branch corner brian branch and then your run game is now darnell washington and ty j spears so one of the best blocking most athletic tight ends follow that up with someone like spears who's one of the best after contact players who can do pretty much anything you need him to um and austin eckler is currently a you know free agent next season and he feels disrespected and punched in the face so we're <laughs> gonna go with a running back here in ty j spears and i'm praying and hoping that in round four a receiver that i want or receivers that i want will fall to me yeah, no, uh, Brett Coleman said the Chargers are going to run the ball. And in this situation, Tyler uh, is uh, speaking that into existence, Darnell Washington and uh, Ty J Spears. So um, there we go. All right, Tyler, uh, you can select Spears there if you want or, or any of the players that we talked about, and then we can uh, move on to the next round. I'm going to take Mims because I want to speak it into existence. So we're going to take Mims here and <laughs> there we go. prayer circle like, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and frankly, I'd be okay with them taking him in the second round, to be completely honest. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think Scott feels more round three. I think Mims feels like round two. I don't care what the board says. If he goes in round two, fine by me. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So Tyler going to be up first here in the fourth round. Um, and then uh, you know we'll see what the board has in store for us okay let me pray to god and see if there's a receiver here that i might want to go to 
Um, there is. That's easy for me. And I'm going to go with Ole Miss wide receiver Jonathan Mingo. Um, elite tester, 9.9 RAS, I believe. Not exactly like the pure speed. There's no 4-2, 4-3 here. Um, but a 4-4 player at about 6-2, 220. Uh, more of the speed size. Well, not speed. The more of the size profile the Chargers would actually go for. So I'm going to go with a yeah. player that is legitimately fast, completely underused, underutilized at Ole Miss. Um, the games that I watched of him, like I think this is a perfect spot for him. Probably should be like a round three-ish target. Like I feel like Tom Telesco would take this player in round three because they're like, oh, he's you know he's got elite testing or something. Um, so I'll take this player and see, watch him develop. But I, I really think like this is a player that adds something different to the Chargers roster. He does a lot after the catch. He can do a lot on screens, on shallow crossers. He's fast. He fits their size profile. So I'm going with Jonathan Mingo here out of Ole Miss. Okay. Um, really quickly, you want to kind of recap who went oh, yeah. who's on the board? <laughs> Sorry, I was just so excited. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. That's okay. Um, so Jaden Reed went to the Raiders. Good luck. Yes. Have fun. Um, A.T. Perry to the Patriots. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, Schoonmaker went to the Raiders. Man, whatever. My At least my dad can root for a Schoon or a Schoon um, on the Raiders. Um, Roshan Johnson, the Falcons. Ivan Pace to the um, Panthers. Dorian Williams. This is a run on linebackers, it seems. We had, you know, different guys go. Um, Trey Palmer, another guy would have considered here. Trey Palmer went to the Jaguars. And so, yeah. And some guys left on the board. If you want me to go through those are... I mean, I guess it depends what you're into. Sean Tucker, apparently people really like. I have not watched him yet. Um, Deuce Vaughn, I feel like every Chargers fan takes him about this this time. Keandre Coburn looking really good. Zach Harrison still on the board. PFF is not a fan, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, at this point, even with the scheme fit being a little bit off, I would take Zach Harrison there. Um, Keaton Mitchell, Jonathan Mingo, who I just took. Zach Kuntz. Yaya Diaby, which feels like a Gavino pick at some point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those guys. All right. Uh, so, I do not have a tight end yet. Can you pull? Uh, obviously, you said Kuntz. Can you look at who else is there for tight end for me? Sure. Okay, so Davis Allen, Josh Wiley, who Chris Sims has is like tight end four, which I think is ridiculous, but <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going with Zach Coons. It's really kind of a no-brainer here. Um, I've only watched the one game, so I don't have like a ton of takeaways here, but he's literally the most athletic tight end that uh uh Kentley has ever t- has ever seen in terms of RAS score. Mm. Um, so I'm betting on athletic traits here from the tight end position. I need one before they all go away in this kind of scenario here. So, um, you know, me going defensive line in the first two picks means that I potentially have to reach for position need at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Zach Coons. Give, uh, you know, that that quote that Brandon Staley had at the owners' meetings where he was talking about tight ends and vertical angles really keeps standing out to me. Um, and I think Zach Coons and his six seven frame and i think it was like a four five eight uh 40 yard dash is is gonna fill a, a nice vertical role for me yeah i love that um one more player to just mention davis allen who was with chandler whitmer when he was a graduate assistant at clemson working with quarterbacks mm. and wide receivers so tiny 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 connection there if anything but i do believe it seems like Kuntz does have more upside there so i love the pick yeah all right Gavino, uh you're up here with your uh fourth round pick Go to linebackers and type in Dennis, please. 
<laughs> wow. There he is. I don't care that he's 247. I have him as a fourth rounder. I like him here. Servassier Dennis. And he was actually brought in into the social media world. Um, people said, I think it was Jordan Schultz that said he had the highest cognitive testing score of any linebacker. Mm-hmm. Talking about instincts right there. That's something that Brandon Staley covets at the position. That's something that he needs at the position. And if we look at his pro day numbers, he had a 46440, a 41.5 inch mm-hmm. vertical, 10.5 rod jump. Very, very nice numbers, but on the field, we talked about the instincts. He brings it there. Um, he has the verse um, to be able to read and react, make plays, brings it as a blitzer as well. Um, and again, we talked about this linebacker position. You know, you have Eric Kendricks, but you have Kenneth Murray, final year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best to have on the field, just given their uh, run defense issues on the perimeter, too. And with having Dennis right here, he's a special teamer right off the bat. But, again, I view him as a, a starter down the road. And, again, he can get some quality playing time right off the bat. And before all this stuff came out about Servassier Dennis, I kind of figured I was a little mad that we didn't do this a day before. So I think it was your linebacker rankings. I think I put in the comment section. I said Servassier Dennis is my linebacker five. So you I did. made it out there. I made it known that I like Dennis. I watched his tape. And, uh Again, he was a former high school quarterback, I believe, defensive back, and he played like lacrosse, basketball, and then before spending a year of prep school, um, and he switched over to linebacker too. But, um, you know, the tools are definitely there to become a, a immediate starter, in my opinion. Obviously, with the room, they're going to give Kenneth Murray any shot that they can, but I feel pretty comfortable with, with taking Dennis and banking on him of being one of the starting linebackers for the Chargers. So, Servassier, Dennis is my pick. Man, I'm going to have to watch another linebacker, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> uh, Steven, let me say, he's not my linebacker five. So you might not have to either. It's up okay. to you. I mean, I, I, that class is just you know desperate for some instincts. So I might, I might have to check him out. Um, all right, Alex, you're, uh, you're going to finish us off here with the fourth round. What, what are you looking at in this round, in this, in this situation for you? Yeah, so uh, I don't have a tight end either. Um, Kuntz was going to be my pick, but obviously no repeats. So um, I am kind of between uh, Chris Sims's darling, Josh Wiley, and Davis <laughs> Allen. I think I lean towards Davis Allen, and I mm-hmm. do so because uh, Davis Allen's vertical and broad jump were both uh, 95th percentile or higher. Um, mm-hmm. His broad jump was 10 foot 5, and his vertical was 38 and a half, both at the combine. Uh, in March. And so both of those numbers, 95th percentile or higher for the tight end position. Um, he's six, six. And so you talk about, you know, another kind of explosive vertical angle type guy, you know, six foot six with a 38 and a half vertical. Uh, you can do that math because I'm not going to, um, but basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> Herbert can throw like legit alley-oops is uh, mm-hmm. what I'm assuming, uh, is how the math works out there. Um, not the fastest guy in the world, um, you know, only a 48440, but uh, a 76th percentile on the 10 yard split um, of 1.6. So yeah. explosive enough, I think. Um, he is a fine blocker. I wouldn't say he's a amazing blocker, but he is a good enough blocker. And he is um, just 
like everything about him around the Clemson program is uh, all very glowing reviews about how smart he is, how quickly he's going to acclimate to an NFL offense, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I think it's not the most ideal situation, obviously um, with the tight end position, the way that it's been for the chargers for the last couple of years, you kind of want a guy that you can bank on as a, um, you know, solid number one tight end for uh, the long term. But I think at this point, um, if Koontz is off the board and all those top guys are off the board, I think that Allen is probably the next best situation. Um, and at the very least, he'll get in and kind of mix it up and give you a little bit of versatility because uh, him and Parham are kind of not interchangeable per se, but like you can kind of run them both out there and have one of them block and one of them release and kind of switch it up and um, you know, not tip your hand so much when you have both of them on the field. So that's going to be my pick for here. All right, there we go. So um, our fourth round is officially done with. So Tyler, if you want to just pick one, um, I'm going to share the sheet on here. We'll see. I've never shared two two uh, sheets at once. Okay. So uh, just in case anybody is just joining us and just to kind of recap here before we, we finish the rest of the draft off. So um Alex in this situation has Nolan Smith, Julius Brents, Marvin Mims, Davis Allen. Gavino has Jordan Addison, Derek Hall, Luke Schoonmaker, Servassier. Is that how you say that one? Yes. Okay. Servassier, Dennis. And then I have Miles Murphy, uh, Aretamiwa, Adebare, Tyler Scott, Zach Koontz. And Tyler has Brian Branch, Darnell Washington, Ty J Spears, and Jonathan Mingo. So, uh, gentlemen, we're at 54 minutes here. So if we could uh, pick up the pace a little bit for the rest of this mock draft, no, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. I must have hit it at the same time as you. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's adorable that we do that. All right. Okay. Um, Alex is back on the board here. Um, Alex, where are your, where's your head at right now? My head is that uh, Steven doesn't want me to soapbox about day three players. Um, which is like <laughs> um, real quick, before I talk about this pick, I saw someone ask, uh, is Allen better than Stone Smart? Um, considering that Stone Start, Smart started playing tight end uh, like 18 months ago, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. And he was yeah. injured. I, <laughs> yeah, and he was injured um, immediately. Um, I think I saw a name that I like, if you scroll back up a little bit. Okay. Um um there he is uh marte mapu sacramento state holy um, hell who is that <laughs> <laughs> all right so um i just did a profile on him um it's up on yeah, the channel you did. can go watch it it's very long because um i'm a degenerate um he's listed as a safety on pff he's not a safety he's a linebacker um mm. we're gonna draft him to play linebacker he's going to play will um mm. he is a menace uh he hates everyone uh so much every time that he's on the field <laughs> he's like me um, i love it <laughs> he's, he's a little bit of an older guy um he tore his pec training pre-draft so he didn't get a chance to work out at his pro day uh sacramento state's pro day was last week he didn't get a chance to work out um but he got called up from the nflpa bowl to the senior bowl um like a week before the senior bowl and he showed up and just dominated everyone. And everyone was like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him because he plays at Sacramento state. Yeah. Um, I, uh, in my profile, I'm pretty sure I gave him a fifth round grade, but I said I would be comfortable taking him as high as the fourth. Here we are in the fifth. He's here. Um, Zach Hicks, who writes about the Colts and is a great follow on Twitter, um, has compared him to EJ speed. Um, the Colts linebacker who, hmm. 
as basically um, he's going to be an elite special teamer from day one. Uh, he played all three, um, every phase of special teams uh, at Sac State. Uh, and then you can develop him into a legit starter at linebacker, which is what they're doing with EJ Speed over in Indianapolis this year, now that uh, Bobby Okariki uh, left for the Giants. And so I think the Giants, right? Um, yeah. And so Mapu is my pick. Um, you can sit him behind Kendricks and Kenneth Murray or whoever else you want. Um, it's essentially a Troy Reader replacement as a special teamer guy for 2023. And then someone that kind of can grow into a linebacker role, which I know it seems like the Chargers have a lot of, but I love Marte Mapu. So I'm picking him. Yeah. And I think he could play a bit of a, a bit of a hybrid role as well. Um, Definitely. So, you know, important to point out that he also did go to the senior bowl and, and balled out there, too. We know how important that is to Tom Telesco. So, um, all right, Gavino's up next. Gavino, where are you looking at in this situation? Into your offensive line. So, can you go into those, please? You yes. better not. You better not. <laughs> where is there Daniels? Is. There he is. Go up. Uh, I think PFF has Daniels as a, as a tackle. There he is. Oh, okay. Scroll down a little bit. Mafi. Yep. Yep. Damn yep. it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I've loved him since the Shrine Bowl. Um, he's definitely catching on. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a fourth-round pick. Um, I think he's he's really good, but um, I saw him at the Shrine Bowl. I was able to interview him, spent like 30 minutes talking to him where I was able to find a nugget. But before I get into that nugget, just him as a player, you know, three years ago he was playing nose tackle for UCLA. You know, he made the position change to guard. Still imposed. He, he plays. He plays offensive line like a guy who used to play nose tackle. <laughs> exactly. You know, he definitely imposes as well. He consistently moves players. Um, you know, holds them at bay and in pass protection, and he's just like a, a bully. He has great feet. He has a strong anchor. Um, I believe last year he finished with a eighty-eight point three run blocking grade. So in his only full season as a, as a starter in twenty twenty-two, we're talking about improving mm -hmm. the, the run game while insert Mafi. And then there's mm -hmm. some ties here because when I talked to him, he told me that the Chargers have been watching him closely since his first season in 2028, and they really loved his tape. Keep in mind, or 2018, I'm sorry. 2018, he was playing nose tackle. So hmm. when he made that transition, they talked to him at the Shrine Bowl again. They told him that they really loved his tape. So I feel like being able to get him, we talk about addressing the interior part of the offensive line, uh, getting depth there. Um, you know, I was looking at Juice Scruggs before – um, it was announced that Will Clapp was resigned because I figured, mm -hmm. okay, what are they going to do here as the uh, swing center? And they resigned him. So that doesn't change the fact that they need to address the depth um, at the guard spot. So with Mafi, you know, the type of player that he is, I feel like he has starter potential. You know, he started as a, a swing guard, but, you know, down the road, he has potential to, to be a starter. Like, I think he's a really, really good player. Uh, it seems like Twitter caught on to him right after the Shrine Bowl, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him as a round four player, but I love him here in the fifth round. So, you know, I'm addressing the guard spot, mm -hmm. taking him to be a, a backup, but again, down the road, he could uh, potentially start. And if someone goes down, which charges have shown, they've had injuries, um, especially on the offensive line, he can fill yeah. in a heartbeat. So, yeah. Yeah, I love Antonio Mafi's film, man. It's it's ridiculously fun. I think there are definitely some technique things that that will naturally get cleaned up as he, you know, gains more experience at the position. But um, you know, that physicality and that tenaciousness that he brings, it's it's hard to find. So I'm on the same page with Gavino here. I, I want to address the offensive line in some capacity. 
I do think with Will Clapp, I, I don't think it necessarily precludes them from taking a, a true center prospect because um, I think Will Clapp can play guard as well. And so he could be your swing guard and then you have a, a center if necessary. Uh, so, Tyler, if you could look up uh, the tackles and the interior offensive line, we'll see who is there for me to choose from. So, obviously, can't choose Mafi. Okay. All right, I'm debating here between Ricky Stromberg and Trevor Reed. Um, Trevor Reed is a bit more of a project, but um, dude is an athletic freak. He's met with the Chargers, has had a private workout with the Chargers. Um, you know, I think that could be pretty intriguing. I don't know necessarily how great they feel about Foster Sorrell, so I would like to see them address the swing tackle position. Um, Ricky Stromberg, I think, would be a fantastic center of the future option um, and as well one of the more athletic players there so kind of debating really how much do i want will clap at guard versus center to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. i think will clap is much better suited as a guard and not that i want to make that like make this decision off of will clap or anything by that but um i think they can find maybe uh, a swing tackle veteran after the draft so i'm gonna go with ricky stromberg here the center from arkansas and uh, get him behind Corey Lindsley and uh, you know, potentially be the uh, center of the future going forward. Nice. I would love to watch him. I'm going to watch some of these guys. I think every day Duke Manyweather posts some interior guy that looks like so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Schoenberg's are a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I think that athletic profile, he's been a four-year starter in the SEC. Those are hard to come by. And just like this year, like, intelligence factor like because I, I think will clap was fine as a backup center it was just kind of like the protection calls that were the issue mm-hmm. and just being able to pass off blitzes and stunts and things like that stromberg has done this for th- four years in the sec so there would be no issue there with him handling the protection calls and again you get him learning behind Corey lindsley i think you feel much better about that situation on the interior with him and will clap being able to play guard yeah love it um i I'm out of interior guys, it sounds like. Uh, I'm going to look through here. Some of the interior defensive line guys, I do really want to watch more of this class. I just don't know any of these guys, I'm sure. Broderick Martin's a ton of fun, man. Uh, See, I I can't draft a guy based on a ton of fun, but it sounds like I I should at least watch him. Um, The Chargers do need to get better, I think, at the linebacker spot, and I'm I'm going to go Noah Sewell here. I would have considered Henry To'o because there is the connection to Derek Ansley both from Tennessee for two years and then Alabama. There's sort of a connection there. Um, but definitely at Tennessee, he was his defensive coordinator. Um, but to me, I'm going to Sewell because at this point, we've seen with Tom Telesco, they go for these round four, round five, higher RES score upside sort of guys. Um, if you look at like the draft network, I think Brentley Weissman, former Charger scout, has a third round grade on him, almost a second round grade. Um, the upside is there. You've seen it. You've watched him against Utah. You watched some games of his in 2021. There's tons of upside there. He is a bigger guy at the position. It's a different style than I'm used to seeing for Tom Telesco taking. I think that they would maybe go more Henry to Oto um, because I think he's a bit more better in coverage, can do a bit more for them. Looks more like the sort of hybrid guy. Uh, but Noah Sewell, I feel like, is a better downhill guy or at least a guy to develop to be your Mike linebacker. Uh, my PC's at risk if you can see that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you never mind. Um, no, you're good. Don't see. Okay, it, you, yeah. you couldn't see it. Fantastic. No. So I'm gonna go Noah Sewell here, 90, 90th percentile sort of athlete linebacker. Chargers have done it all the time. I'm going Noah Sewell. 
Yeah, I do think the you know his ability as a pass rusher would be needed in the with the Chargers defense as well. So while I'm not like super high on him, I think like his skill set as a as a pass rush specialist, yeah. I think would be very useful as a run defender for sure. Yeah, definitely in the fifth round at this point. Yeah, might as well. Okay, so you'll be up here in the sixth round. Um, so we'll see what happens here and, and uh how the board pans out the rest of the way. All right. If he's there, I'm taking him. I'm going to do it, Gavino, but he's got to be there. <laughs> I'm taking 80% Nolan Smith if he's there. Come on, guys. That's true. You do need an edge rusher right now. I do need an edge rusher. I do. I'm sure they didn't do it to me. He'll be there. All right. In the sixth round, Shot. the 2023 <laughs> NFL draft, he's there. Is he gone? Oh, he's at 241. No, he's oh, I'm going to get graded so poorly for this one. But I'm going to go with Nick Hampton from Appalachian State. I've talked about him several times. But as long as the mock draft boards are going to devalue him, I'm going to keep taking him here, even though I would legitimately be fine with them taking him in the third round. Um, Gavino first pointed him out. Or, I think the, or the second him. round. Well, okay, Gavino. <laughs> uh, okay, so it, Brett Coleman called him like 80% uh, Nolan Smith. I don't know about that. But, um, hey, I'll take that, especially here in the sixth round. I do yeah. think he does belong on day two or round four. Um, but Nick Hampton here in the sixth round, a very solid player, fits the mold that they want. This is a very underrated player in this process. So I'm going to go with Nick Hampton here as my edge pick. No, yeah, absolutely. In the sixth round, I, I, I'm more than okay with that. You know, I would have been okay if you had flopped this, right, and gotten an edge rusher and then linebacker, but um, either way here. So, um, all right, so Tyler at this point has Brian Branch, Darnell Washington, Ty J. Spears, Jonathan Mingo, Noah Sewell, and now Nick Hampton. I have Miles Murphy, Ade Tamiwa, Adabarwe, excuse me. Gosh, I can't even get it right. Uh, Tyler Scott, Zach Koontz, and Ricky Stromberg. So, uh, I'm going to look at running back and wide receiver here. Um, I need like a legit return specialist. I also need more speed. So I do think the Chargers could be t- could be looking at uh, double dipping at wide receiver in this class. So we'll see who exactly is on the board here. Mm. Okay, I don't I don't love the receivers. I think there's a return specialist later on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not with the franchise anymore, but there obviously has been a connection to Northwestern. Um, Evan and Evan Hole has uh some kickoff return ability. I think Tyler Scott potentially could return punts as well. Um, so I'm gonna go Evan Hole here and add some more juice to uh, Suleiman. I'm definitely not taking Puka Nakua, never. Um, <laughs> um, Evan Hole, I think, would offer some nice juice in the backfield. I think he can and can play on third downs as well as a pass protector, which is needed, right? I think that's the one weakness that outside of Austin Eckler they don't necessarily have because Joshua Kelly just hasn't really developed into that, and Isaiah Spiller was one of the biggest reasons why he couldn't get on the field. So um, special teams, speed, athletic profile, there's the connection to Northwestern. Um, Evan Hole is very productive in college as well. He shined in the senior bowl. So I'm going to go with Evan Hole in the sixth round here. Cool. All right. Uh, Gavino, you're up next. Who did the Buccaneers take? What does that say? Uh, Owens. Yes. What's that? Javarius Owens, the Houston safety. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to go right there. Um, that, that would have been my pick. So mm. I, I hate that. 
Um, I hate that. <laughs> before, go to cornerbacks and safeties, please. Okay. Go ahead and scroll down. And then keep going. Nope. Right okay. there. Go ahead and go back up or go down. I'm sorry. Do you have a paper big board in front of you? Yes. I, have my <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. What I think one of you guys pointed out uh, didn't. Um, I'm totally blanking on the defensive coordinator's name right now. Ansley? Ansley? Derek Ansley, thank you. Didn't he recruit Trey Dean? Isn't there like a relationship with he did, between yeah. him and Trey Dean? Uh, when he was at Alabama, he was Trey Dean's primary recruiter, um, and then Dean decided to go to Florida instead. Uh, mis- mistake. Go to corners again. Oh, wait, you got out of there. What would you do? <laughs> And then add the safeties again, please. Actually, he's not he's not gonna be there, but go back to um, cornerbacks. This is so suspenseful. <laughs> I know, man. It's like I can hear the the pages turning. Yeah. <laughs> so man says Dean is trash. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Florida fan for those who don't know. Yeah, so he's not going to be there. Again, I project him as a fourth-rounder, but Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. Um, I was going to go with uh, Javarius Owens, just given the need for versatility. Brandon Sealy covets that. Um, you know, they need more safeties with Nasir Adderley gone, you know, retired. We still have Aloe Gilman for another year. but I mm-hmm. And then John Johnson, we don't know what the heck's going on there. We thought we'd have a, uh, a starting safety. We don't. So they need cornerback depth. Um, they need players who could fill in. You know, I feel like it's a very underrated need. They could go cornerback a lot earlier, but here I haven't taken a cornerback. He's available. Um, for me, I feel like Smith possesses great size and speed. Uh, six foot and 204 pounds. He ran a 4-4-1 in the 40. He's, he's experienced in all coverages, which is good. And the most importantly, he's a reliable tackler in the open field. Um, I really enjoyed his tape. Uh, we know with the run defense issues, it wasn't from the interior part of the defensive line. It was actually from the perimeter. You know, Sante Samuel Jr., he struggled against the run. Uh, that was an issue there. So I feel like, you know, on day three, they're typically adding players that are going to, um, you know, shore up the special teams, uh, be able to provide some um, reliability there. But I feel like with Terrell Smith still available in the, the sixth round, you're looking at a guy who could fill in the pinch. Um, really like to stay up and again from just like the uh, the size, speed, profile, and then just the experience in different coverages and, you know, his ability as a tackler. I really like him here in the sixth round, even though I don't think he will be there. But I feel like at some point they're going to take a cornerback and or safety um, or both in the draft. And I feel like day three is probably the um, spot that they're going to do that. No, yeah, I think that's uh, sound logic for sure here. Um, all right, Alex, uh, sorry, real quick before, to, um, I think it was Doug Farrar pointed out that he's also a big fan of Terrell Smith. So there, there's, there's a good amount of love for him out there yes. on, on social media. So Gavino's not the only one there. I have not watched him yet. So, um, cornerbacks, safeties, 
<laughs> yeah. Cornerbacks and safeties, I'm, I'm wrapping up this week, so we'll get there. But uh, that's definitely a weak point for me right now. Um, all right, Alex, you're up here with the final pick in the sixth round. Can I see interior offensive line? Yes, you may. Mafi's gone. McClendon Curtis is not there. <laughs> um, Curtis is gone too. Uh, yes, oh, unless they have tough. my. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Um, oh no! Wait. I'm gonna... Hold on. They don't have him as a tackle, do they? Oh, uh, they might. They do. Oh, they do. Oh, he's there. Okay, perfect. I'm just going to do that then. Um, <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, yeah, I was going to take uh, John Gaines, who I can see went at 195 to the Broncos, which is very annoying. Um, yeah. If you are not aware, uh, Josh Norris from Underdog Fantasy um, has this list. Um, every offensive lineman to record a sub 447 short shuttle. Um, there are 24 of them in history. They have started 84% of their NFL games. Uh, John Gaines mm-hmm. is the only one that hit under 447 this year. Um, he's also played all five positions on the offensive line. So I was really hoping he would drop to the spot, but he didn't. Um, so I will settle for McClendon Curtis, who is a guy that the Chargers have been interested in all season. Um, we heard when he mm-hmm. was at the Shrine Bowl. Um, he he picked out the chargers as one of the teams that consistently was sending scouts to Chattanooga to check him out all season. Um, yeah. He's played guard. He's played tackle. Um, you know, it's not a guy that's going to be like a guard center hybrid type guy, but he is going to be probably your swing guard and then has a little bit of flexibility to play tackle as well. Probably right tackle, which is where he played at Chattanooga this season. Um, Mm -hmm. which means like if Trey Pipkins gets hurt, if Jamari Sawyer gets hurt, something like that, you can kind of move things around to um, figure out a way to get Curtis on the field and get your best five on the field um, without one of your starters. Um, The connections are there. Um, The need is there in terms of a backup offensive lineman. I think that that's uh, the easiest pick here, but I would really love if John Gaines made it um, because he is a member of a very exclusive list, but I'll settle for Curtis. Yeah, uh, Thomas Martinez pointed out that Tom Arth was yes. his head coach for two years as well. So, yes, that um, is a good call. Very important, you know, to talk about those connections when it comes to day three players. So, um, Curtis, as well, for what it's worth, was uh, one of Bruce Feldman's freak lists uh, from this past summer, too. So, uh, apparently, can deadlift like 700 pounds or something like that. It's just like freakishly strong. So, mm. um, somebody that I think definitely makes a lot of sense for them on day three. Nice. All right, so we're into the seventh round here. Um, you know, this is obviously going to be definitely more of Alex's and Alex and Gavino's time to shine than mine and Tyler's. Uh, but we'll see what we come up with here. So Alex will be up first here, and then uh, we'll be able to wrap this thing up. I saw Tradian and Aiden O'Connell come off the board. Ah. <laughs> now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> just end it. <laughs> is Stetson Bennett still on the board? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, is Duggan on the board? There we go. Oh, let's go. They did meet with uh, they did meet they with did. Max Duggan. <laughs> so, that's fun, I guess. Um release on the board. Oh. Can I see wide receivers? I don't know how far you want me to go. Keep, keep going a little bit. Um, okay, that's good. I have a guy in mind, but I want to look at running backs first, just in case someone is there. Is it green? No. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, Who? 
Antoine Green. Antoine Green. <laughs> um, okay, I don't like this list. I'm going to go with the Fresno State receiver, Nico Remigio. Remigio? Nice. Remigio? Um, however you say it. Um, sure. He, um, obviously, there's a tiny bit of a connection there. I don't know how strongly Kellen Moore is still associated with the Fresno State program, but he did go to Fresno State. Um, the Chargers were at Fresno State's Pro Day. They well, were Kellen Moore went to Boise State. State. His brother Boise coaches. State. His brother yeah. coaches at Fresno State. His brother, that's what it is. Same thing. Slight <laughs> connection. Very slight connection. Um, either way. Um, the Chargers were at San Jose. Or now, now you got me all screwed up. Fresno Sorry. State's Pro Day. They were at Fresno <laughs> State's Pro Day. Uh, they were watching both receivers really closely. Uh, Jalen Cropper's the other one. He went in like the fourth round, I think. Um, but Remigio, uh, I've posted on Twitter about this before, but essentially like any Chargers fan that wanted Braxton Berrios when he got cut from the Jets, this is Braxton Berrios, but like $2 million cheaper because he will be a seventh rounder or a UDFA. And he's basically the exact same player um, in terms of he could return punts. He's going to be an elite punt returner. As soon as he steps in the league, he can play a little bit of slot receiver. Um, you can plug him in. Uh, hopefully this is not like a KJ Hill repeat. Um, but mm. I think he's going to step in and be a really high tier punt returner um, right away. Um, I don't have anyone to return punts or kicks on this team. I guess Marvin Mims could maybe return punts. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think, and we were talking about this in the Discord today too, which if you're not in there, get in there. Um, that I, I really think, and Steven touched on it earlier as well, that the Chargers are going to end up drafting two receivers. And it is simply because if you look at the roster right now, it is Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, and then Keelan Dawson, John Hightower who are on futures contracts with no guaranteed money. So there's really nobody. Um, so adding some more depth at wide receiver, in addition to a guy that has a little bit of return flexibility and is a local product and Kellen Moore's brother coaches him at Fresno state. I think like all told, I would bet on him being the guy rather than like, I see solos talking about Trey Tucker, or Darius Davis as, re as mm -hmm. returner options. Also, those guys are good too. Um, but I think connections like we were talking about drive day three picks a lot of the time. So I'm going to go with Remigio. Yeah, I would think of the three of them, Darius Davis is probably the most like functional wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think Remedio, like he's just, he has that like truly recklessness abandon, reckless abandon as as a returner. Like he does not care about his body and he's just going to go fly around and make plays and he's a lot of fun. So uh, I think Thomas Martinez in the chat shared today the clip of him trying to hurdle somebody in the middle <laughs> of a kick return. So, you know, he just wants to go out there and make plays. He's a lot of fun. Um, all right, Gavino, your seventh round pick here. Where's your head at? <clears throat> Go to interior defensive line. Classic. Hmm. I don't know who any of these players are. <laughs> There's like seven down. left. <laughs> oh, Cameron Young. I've watched Cameron Young. Dante Stills is good. That's where we're going, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Is that Stills' yeah. brother? <laughs> From yes. like a couple it years is, ago, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, the charges is. met with, I think. Yeah, um, the Raiders. Again, it's funny because Alex and I have a joke about this, like with Facebook and, and Charging <laughs> Wire. So, <laughs> like, we talk about them. They've been running with the defensive tackle in the first round. Like, they're really running with that. And like, I feel like with Kalijah Cansey being a thing, uh, oh, that's <laughs> who's still alive. But they feel like you know they look, and the, even this is analysts too. A run defense being an issue, they'll point to the interior part of the defense. Right. Line. Like, but look what they did last season. It was just unfortunate that Austin Johnson and um, Tito got hurt. So, 
but at the same time, this is a need. Uh, they need more pass rush juice from the interior. Obviously, they re-sign Morgan Fox. That's great. I feel like they still need some. Um, so with seventh round, I'm going with defensive tackle. Word to Cortez Broughton here. And hopefully this one actually mm. hands out. But, you know, <laughs> still a uh, very experienced player. That's something the Chargers really like. Um, he really set out the East-West Shrine Bowl. Um, very energized player. He's got the first step quickness. He's got the twitchiness uh, when penetrating. Um, you know, blockers struggle to compromise for him. Um, continuously fighting with his hands, winning leverage battle, and just a nonstop motor, just chasing down plays. Um, so I feel like with his athleticism, his agility, and his burst, uh, you know, he's a, a guy who could fill in that role, like a la Morgan Fox, and supply some pass rush juice from the interior. Um, you know, when you look at his stat line, I think he finishes like the leader in tackles of loss with 42 and a half. So 23 and a half, 42 and a half tackles of a loss, 23 and a half sacks and like 100 plus tackles. So very productive player, very experienced player. And again, this is a position I feel like could be addressed. And I hope that it does, because part of their issues by not getting to the quarterback, it wasn't necessarily off the edges, but it was from the interior. So they have their their run stoppers um, with uh, Sebastian Jones today, Tito, Austin Johnson. And, you know, with Tito and Austin Johnson, they're still working their way back too. So, you know, they still need depth that can play right away. So, and I feel like with, with Stills, he's a, he's a guy that kind of would be able to slide in there and um, produce. Yeah. Uh, where's his brother at? Is his brother still in the league? I think he's with like, um, what, the XFL, isn't he? I think mm. he's either in the XFL or the USFL now. Yeah. Well, he might be the USFL, but anyways, I think he's better than his brother. There we go. All right, Tyler, uh, head to the corners for me really quickly. I think I'm probably going to go with one of the receivers, but I just want to see who's, who's available here. Um, so Carantine Valentine has been, is an interesting name. You know, he's getting some early day three hype recently. Um, Rajon Wright would be kind of a, you know, a, a nice project to take on to in terms of his physicality and length. I guess theoretically in my situation, they could take, you know, get the returner solved with an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really watched any of these guys though. So I'm going to go with Darius Davis, the receiver from TCU. <laughs> yeah. um, that's kind of the, the default, right? You know, you, 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 uh, you got to trust who you watch. So I'm going with Darius Davis. Like I said, I think he can be a functional wide receiver. They basically replace what they had in DeAndre Carter. Um, work as their main returner option. I think he was like a four, four, five guy. So he's not super fast, but he's definitely plenty fast enough to, you know, do some jet sweeps, be a gadget player, return specialist. So I'm going to go with Darius Davis here. Awesome. That was the player I was going to go with. Uh, I, I couldn't find his official 40 unless you go to NFL network, which says four, three, six, but I oh. didn't find anything on, um, like math bomb or whatever. So not entirely sure if that's the right 40 or not. Um, considered Trey Tucker, I'm still going to go with the player that I think rounds out the roster the best. Uh, I'm going with Malik Knowles, who I'm sure is on the board so far down that they probably don't even have him. There he is at 355. Uh, nice. 20, what is it, 29 yards per return throughout his college career, five touchdowns or whatever it is. Average like 13, 12 yards or whatever it is per rushing attempt as well. You get Jonathan Mingo to round out part of your receiving group. Now you get a different player who can take handoffs, um, who is an excellent kick returner as well. Um, so I'm going to go with Malik Knowles here to round out. I was looking for 
either Davis there to be something different in terms of <laughs> you know more speed, different size sort of player. Um, but I'll go Knowles here instead, who again, if I have to reiterate, you know, his agent is Eckler's agent and Dean Leonard's agent. So if you're looking for a player, you know, you want to have hit in the seventh round or even as an undrafted free agent, I think going with someone like Eckler's agent, Dean Leonard's agent, and now Malik Knowles' agent, you kind of feel comfortable working with some of these guys that you maybe don't know yeah. as much about. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh Tyler definitely hit the size threshold for the Chargers. I'll say that much for the receiver position. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll put the uh, sheet up on here. As you can see, this is the uh, full 28 pick, no repeat dueling mocked draft situation here that we had today. So uh, full, almost full hour and a half for you guys talking about all of these players. So hopefully you, you enjoy this one. Uh, just to recap really quickly, Alex here uh, started us off with Nolan Smith, then went with Julius Brents, Marvin Mims, Davis Allen, the tight end from Clemson. Marte Mapu, the linebacker from Sacramento State. McClendon Curtis, the interior offensive lineman from Chattanooga. Nico Vermigio from Fresno State. And then Gavino was second. He goes Jordan Addison in the first round. Derek Hall, the edge rusher from Auburn in the second round. Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end from Michigan. Servassier Dennis, the linebacker from uh, Wake Forest, right? Pitt. 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 Sorry, Pitt. One of those yellow schools. Um, Antonio Maffi, the interior offensive lineman from UCLA. Terrell Smith, corner from Minnesota. Dante Stills from West Virginia. And I was next here with Miles Murphy, Ade Tamiwa, Ade Barwe. Gosh, I missed it up again. I'm going to get it one of these days. Watch. He's going to be a charger, and we're all going to have to practice it. Um, all right, Tyler Scott, Zach Koontz, Ricky Stromberg, the center from Arkansas. Evan Hole, running back from Northwestern. Darius Davis, the receiver from TCU. And then Tyler wrapped us up with uh, Brian Branch, Darnell Washington, Ty J. Spears, Jonathan Mingo, Noah Sewell, Nick Hampton, and Malik Knowles, the wide receiver from Kansas State. So uh, if you are watching this, listening to this, let us know what you guys think. Uh, Gavino, final thoughts about how your draft uh, played out here. I like how it panned out. Um, being able to get that wide receiver that everyone wants in the, in the first round, uh, I feel like with edge, it's a position that needs to – and should be addressed in the first two rounds. Uh, would be surprising if it does. You know, with the, the tight end, um, people don't like Michael Mayer in round one. So I get the next best player that compares to uh, Dalton Schultz, in my opinion. Uh, linebacker being a, a big need. Um, Servassier Dennis, who has a starter upside. And then just depth to, to fill out the rest of the draft with an interior offensive lineman, corner, and a uh, interior defensive lineman. So... I like how it all played out. Again, with uh, Terrell Smith, I feel like that's a steal. Same thing with Mafi. I feel like Smith should go around four. Same thing, Mafi should go around four. But other than that, I like how the board fell uh, in my favor. So I'm happy overall. All right, there we go. Alex, how do you feel about your draft? Uh, pretty good. I do want to point out that Gavino, six of se- six of Gavino's seven picks were either at the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl. The only one that wasn't was Jordan nice. Addison. Um, which I thought was funny. Um, I like my draft. I hope that uh, the Nolan Smith and Marvin Mims picks uh, prevent me from getting yelled at for taking Julius Brent and Davis <laughs> Allen. Um, I got to talk about my guy, Marte Mapu, for like way too long. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, hopefully it's a little bit different from uh, guys that Chargers fans are used to. Um, that's kind of always my role when i do these kinds of shows is kind of get people familiar with some names that they might not know as much um so yeah. hopefully i did that a little bit um 
get a little bit outside the box. Um, but I feel good. Um, I think that this fills out the roster. It gives you some flexibility going into 2024. And, you know, may, who knows? Maybe you can uh, get Brock Bowers somehow next year. That would be really nice, man. I think it's probably going to be like a top five pick, but, you know, we'll see what happens in that class. Listen, <laughs> people were talking about trading up for Marvin Harrison. We'll just do it for Brock Bowers instead. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right, Tyler, how do you feel about your draft? Yes, the Bowers-Washington tandem will be awesome next year. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it overall. Going forth, like, man, I would have loved Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Um, I would have loved those guys. But Branch, I'm super happy with in terms of who I like, I think in general, you know, going a very good blue chip player, in my opinion, Brian Branch, and then offense, 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 and then just some upside with Sewell, Hampton, and Knowles, what kind of rounds out different parts of the roster that they didn't have, um, places they need to improve. So is it the most creative draft? No, I don't think so. Um, there are definitely some players that you guys took that I was very jealous that you had or you, you took them right before I was able to take them. So, um, but overall, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think this is definitely the the most different, obviously, scenario for me because I feel like, you know, one of the things that I'm guilty of is is always taking like my guys. Like every third round, I'm always like Marvin Mims, let's go. Um, so something mm -hmm. a little bit different here. Um, you know, highlighting the kind of strengths here, and I think, you know, people would hate going back to back defensive linemen, but like I said when I took him, right? Like uh, Tommy Adebore is just too much to pass up on in the second round, so. Um, solving the defensive line, I think early would be a lot of fun. And then I went offense five mm -hmm. picks in a row. So hopefully it kind of balances out a little bit here. So, um, all right, that's going to do it for us. Gavino, Alex, thanks so much for joining us for this, uh, dual mock draft episode. Um, hopefully you guys listening, enjoyed the conversation tonight. Again, 28 different players that we talked about tonight. Lots of great insight from Gavino and Alex and appreciate their work. So make sure and check them out at chargers wire and uh they do some great things over there and alex obviously doing stuff with us every single week so gentlemen appreciate it uh, that's going to do it for us so everybody you know have a good rest of your night we'll talk to you soon